We've got the aggressiveness index for 2022. And the results might shock you. That's the focus of today's TDN Daily. And welcome into the Thursday edition of the TDN Daily Podcast. Chris Schubert back with you here once again on the show. We've got some analytics to dive into today on the show. Football Outsiders releasing their aggressiveness index for 2022, seeing which coaches were the most aggressive, least aggressive. And I think there are some pretty big takeaways that we can discuss here on the show today. But before we dive headfirst into that, got to tell you about our friends over at Bet Online, who remain your number one source for all of your sports betting this season. You're always going to find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends over at Bet Online. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable, Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. And all you got to do is head over to the website today, or you can use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. And all you got to do is make sure to use our promo code BLEAV, that's B L E A V, to receive those rewards. Bet Online, where the game starts. Think anybody who knows me, who's listened to the show, who's listened to Draft Dudes, has heard me on any of the various TDN live streams that we've done, knows that I love diving uh, deep into statistics, analytics, and I love uh, seeing which coaches kind of steer themselves in the direction of being more aggressive and maybe bucking the conventional trends and leaning into the analytics and leaning into those small microscopic edges that could potentially uh, allow their team to win more games in a given season. And that's the name of the game. You win more games, you give yourself a better chance to be there uh, as the last team standing uh, in February, like the Kansas City Chiefs were last season. So yesterday, late in the day on Wednesday, Football Outsiders, DVOA, you hear me mention it all the time here on the show, they released their aggressiveness index for 2022. And they rank all the coaches, 1 through 32. You've also got some of the coaches that took over for teams in the middle of the season in there as well. And so when they put all of those things together, they put the list, and I thought it would be fun if on the show here today we uh, dived into that or dove headfirst into that. Now, I will tell you that there are... There's a methodology here that I think is important. So if you're not familiar with the aggressiveness index from Football Outsiders, they've been doing this forever since 2006, and they've been trying to find different ways to rank coaches based on who's aggressive, who goes for it in those pretty aggressive goal for it situations, but who does it in those situations that have now we've become accustomed to. Uh, but also the thing that I think is really important about the um, the football outsiders uh, metric is they exclude situations where it doesn't really matter whether or not you go for it or they shouldn't. T- you shouldn't be considered aggressive for going for it. You shouldn't get credit in those ways. And so just to make it clear, the things that are excluded from this are catch-up situations in the third quarter when you're trailing by 15 or more points. If you go for it on a fourth and short and those situations they're not counting those Uh, in the fourth quarter trailing by nine or more points and in the last five minutes of the game trailing by any amount basically saying yeah you should go for it we're not going to consider you aggressive for going for it because it seems pretty likely that you should go for it we're not going to knock you for going for it or not knocking you for going for it based on the situation also excludes the last 10 seconds of the first half and it adjusts for when a play doesn't actually record as a fourth and short because of let's say a delay of game penalty that moves the punter back for five yards and I think the other important thing to add in here Only the regular season is included, so we're not talking about anything uh, from the postseason. Now, 
I said there were some takeaways and some of them might shock you, some of them might not. I think the thing that's not going to shock you, and this is why we're going to start here with it off the top, but Nick Sirianni was the most aggressive coach in the National Football League last season. A 1.57 aggressive index. Went for it in 28 of the 105 opportunities as defined by Football Outsiders. 26.7% of the time he went for it. That brings his aggressive index to 1.57. Listen, it, it, it was the story of the Philadelphia Eagles season last year, right? They went for it in those unconventional spots. You even saw it in the Super Bowl, and it helps when you can go for it in those kind of spots. When you have a quarterback like Jalen Hurts, fourth and short, even if we're in maybe an unconventional area, we know it's more likely than not that we are going to pick up that first down. We are going to be able uh, to move the chains and keep keep our offense on the field. So not a surprise that Nick Sirianni was number one on this list. Mike McDaniel, number two. Again, I don't think that's super surprising. The offense that they have in Miami when two was healthy, the explosiveness that they had on offense and all of the weapons that they had, again, not surprising. What I think is, is, is pretty surprising is some of the other names that find themselves inside the top 10. Cliff Kingsbury in Arizona, maybe that's not surprising. I mean, he had 107 opportunities, went for it 21, uh, of the, uh, 21 times out of that 107 opportunities, close to 20%. Arthur Smith, number three on this list. And I think if I asked anybody to name the top three coaches, I think Sirianni could have could have been a name. Maybe you would have gotten Mike McDaniel as well. But Arthur Smith being in the top three maybe was a little surprised. But again, they have a pretty good running game. They have a quarterback in Marcus Mariota, can, can run the option, can run those QB sneaks, can run those types of plays that you would go for it in that spot. And didn't have as many opportunities as those other coaches, but did go for it. Uh, 13 out of 92 for 14.1% gets his aggressiveness index to a 1.51 and third, just a little bit behind uh, Mike McDaniel there in Miami. What I will tell you is the surprising thing are some of the coaches that I think we have grown to expect to be aggressive, not as aggressive from this metric. Brandon Staley? considered very aggressive, was number one in this index a year ago. And if you need any sort of inclination, if you need any sort of um, statistic or one piece of data that shows you that Brandon Staley changed his mindset and changed his mantra from the way he operated a year ago, he was number one in the Football Outsiders Aggressiveness Index for 2021. He is all the way down to 13, 1.02. And the way this metric works is one is basic. One is the standard bear. It is the average. It is the you know the, the net zero in this. If If you're below one, that means you are less aggressive than the norm. And if you are above one, that means you are more aggressive than the norm. 1.02 for Brandon Staley. 13th in the league. Went from 1 to 13. Went from being one of the most aggressive coaches to basically being a league average coach in terms of aggressiveness. Doug Peterson. Another coach that everybody thinks, known for his aggressiveness, known for his his ability to want to go for it in these tough situations. 16th on this list, 0.98, so just a little bit below average in terms of aggressiveness. We've talked about it. We did an entire show on those two coaches in particular during the season, how those two teams went for it in it went for two-point conversions, I think was the conversation that we were having, in some really key spots with their seasons on the line. And I wanted to applaud them for that because those types of decisions don't get talked about enough. And I said, you know, we only talk about when they fail. Let's talk about it when they're positive. Well, those two coaches, again, all in all, weren't as aggressive as maybe the narrative is around those guys. You know, Doug Peterson, midway point in the league, 16 out of the 32 coaches. Staley a little bit above that at 13%. Now, this is where the list, I think, kind of devolves into some some, some really cool conversations. Kansas City with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, you'd think they'd be up there. They would be pretty aggressive. 21st on this list, Andy Reid, 0.83 was his aggressiveness index. And I think there, this is where, and the reason why I wanted to have this conversation today on the show is it's fun to see how the narrative of a coach, the narrative 
the sort of anecdotal evidence of a team's aggressiveness, how does it match up with the actual data, with the metrics themselves? And so far, there are some coaches that you go, okay, yeah, it makes a lot of sense, passes the eye test. What I've seen on the field, Nick Sirianni, yep, that, that the number tracks what I've seen from you the entirety of the season. Brandon Staley, yep, the eye test says that you were less aggressive, that you, in spots that you normally were going to be going for it and being aggressive a year ago, you are not being as aggressive. Passes the eye test. Does Andy Reid pass the eye test? I don't know. I don't watch Kansas City games on a you know week-to-week, year-to-year basis to be able to determine it, but the narrative around Andy Reid is that he's aggressive, that he likes to go for it and you know puts points on the board. Wants to, He's got a great quarterback that allows him to do that, but to be 21st, I think that might be a little bit of shock. Here's the one that really is a standout to me. 24th on this list, John Harbaugh of the Baltimore Ravens, 0.76 aggressive disindex. Because I'm here to tell you, anytime he does anything unconventional, anytime he goes for two in a spot to win a game, or he just is aggressive with the way that he handles end-of-game situations and it doesn't work out, and there was a couple of those, I think, this season in particular where that storyline comes up. You know, oh, this is unconventional, not doing it by the book. Well, based on the aggressive disindex... It's not that aggressive. Only more aggressive than, I think, what, seven or eight other coaches in the league? 0.76 on the more we aggressive, less aggressive, aggressive, cowardly, I think is a word that you can use about the way the coaches kind of handle these situations. More on the cowardly side of things for John Harbaugh. Again, not the way the public narrative would play itself out there, but that's the way the, the math backs it up. And now, the bottom of the list very heavily skewed uh, towards some AFC teams. I don't think it should surprise you that Bill Belichick 31st on this list uh, at .496 out of 109 uh, attempts. The surprise for me, my coach, Robert Sala, 32nd on this list. So technically the same aggressive aggressiveness index as Bill Belichick at .49, uh, but 6 out of 112 opportunities, 5.4%, the lowest rate in the league, 5.4% uh, for Robert Sala. Now, the, it doesn't work by ranking. Um, like Nick Sirianni, uh, Nick Sirianni, 26.7% uh, of the time, 28 out of 105, 26.7% gets him the, the number one spot. Dan Campbell is sixth on this list with only an aggressiveness index of 1.32 because he's had three less opportunities. 28 out of 102 gets him to 27.5%. So just based on percentage, Dan Campbell, the most aggressive coach in the league based on opportunity, you know, the least amount of opportunities with the most go for it. Uh, Dan Campbell, and again, that's kind of tracks with what we know about Dan Campbell. Who do you think had the most opportunities in the league in these situations that Football Outsiders defines as determining whether or not a coach is aggressive or not? Because if I told you if it was Todd, it was Todd Bowles, would it surprise you? 122 opportunities throughout the course of the Tampa Bay season for Todd Bowles only went for 17 times out of that 122, good for .93. So a lot of criticism to Todd Bowles with the way that he coaches, defensive mind, and not as aggressive, doesn't go for it. Basically around the league average mark, .93, a little bit below average, but I don't think as big of a leap in the non-aggressive direction that we would think. And so I, I love going down this path, love looking at, at all these different things to see uh, the way that it, the, the data is kind of parsed out. Now, I will tell you the other big takeaway that I had is when you look at the names towards the top of the list, when you look at the names, I think the first six, I know Cliff Kingsbury isn't in Arizona anymore, but I don't think it has to do with his aggressiveness is the reason why he was fired. You have younger, recently hired head coaches at the top of this list. Sirianni, what, second season with Philadelphia? Mike McDaniel, 
just his first season with, with Miami. Arthur Smith in his second season with Atlanta. Cliff Kingsbury was in, what, his third season, fourth season there in Arizona. LaFleur in Green Bay in the top five. Hasn't been there a ton, but one of the newer generations of coaches. Dan Campbell in Detroit, only been there for a couple of seasons. So your top six are all coaches that are relatively new to the head coaching position, kind of showing the, maybe the path forward that these six coaches, all relatively new to the league in the grand scheme of things, are all on the more aggressive side. You go towards the back part of the list. You have a couple of new coaches, Dennis Allen at 30 and Robert Sala at 32, but look at the back part of this list. Belichick at 31, Mike Tomlin at 29, Josh McDaniels at 28. I know he's a relatively new coach, but he's off that Belichick tree, so it doesn't surprise me that he's down here with Belichick. Lovey Smith at 26, Harbaugh at 24, Rivera at 23, Pete Carroll at 22, I mean, those are the names towards the back half of this list that are more older coaches that have been around a little bit longer, maybe more traditional, more old school, played the special teams game a little bit more. Those are the teams that are skewed from the back of the list. And that's interesting. That is a big takeaway to me that I think that new blood is starting to see. Now, you got Staley moving down this list as well, but at least towards the top, the, the common denominator between the top six is they're all relatively new to the position. Some of the other things that Football Outsiders noticed that I just want to bring to you um, that, that are interesting. Five coaches had at least six qualifying fourth and twos, meaning that they, they should go for it, right? And they never went for it. Mike McDaniel, who, by the way, is still second on the list. Bill Belichick, Ron Rivera, Lovey Smith, and Steve Wilkes. Three of those five are relatively old-school coaches. Steve Wilkes is filling in for Carolina, more of an older-school-style coach. So interesting to see the distribution of the way that that panned out. So highly recommend everybody going to check that out over at Football Outsiders. I thought it was interesting. I thought it showed the new blood in the game and the way that they're going and the distribution of the way the narrative is on a coach and maybe the way the statistics bear it out are maybe a little different than you anticipated. So I wanted to share that with you and bring you my thoughts on that list here today on the show. Uh, one more show this week. Haven't gotten to the mock draft from TDN, uh, from Keith Sanchez, the latest mock draft over at thedraftnetwork.com. Probably sneak that in tomorrow there on the show. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers has emerged from the darkness retreat. We're learning way too many details about what the environment was there in the darkness retreat for my liking. The more important piece of information that we want to get from that is what decision did he make? I don't care what the room was. I don't care the the, the floor plan of where the bed was located, the meditation. I don't care about any of that stuff. I want to hear the decision so we can get this quarterback offseason cycle moving. And you know that's going to lead to a lot of conversation, a lot of topics here on the show. Appreciate to you for making this show a part of your day. Rating, review, subscribing, following along on the journey here. Thanks to Bet Online for their continued support of the podcast. Hope everybody makes it a great rest of their Thursday. I'll talk to you all tomorrow.